Hey everybody, welcome back to the bar and surviving the badge. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, 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 cheers. <laughs> we're, tonight we're going to have a great show. We are going to be talking about something that we are very passionate about, and that is how to act or react to being stopped either in a vehicle on a traffic stop or an encounter with the police. There's so much going on in this nation today where everybody's blowing everything out of proportion and everything. But anyway, we'll get into all of that along with our beer moment, talk about the sponsors and everything else. It's going to be a great show. It's probably going to be a pretty heated debate, which I look forward to. Hell yeah. But stick around. You don't gonna, you're not going to want to miss this. Hey, uh, are we gonna do beer moment first? Uh, yeah, let's do beer since moment the bear first. is warming up. Yeah, it's warming okay, up. okay. You know, <laughs> and um, we are recording. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. So Ronnie's already turned his beer green. Mine was green. I don't know what you're talking about. It was <laughs> green when I poured tonight it. Tonight we are doing Bear Republic Racer Five India Pale Ale. Um, bear, beer, bear Republic is out of California. Okay, so no Irish beer. Wow, no Irish beer. One job, bro. One job. See? One job. My beer is green. See? I don't no, know. Theirs is not. But since he doesn't realize we talk about the color of the beer, we didn't feel like corrupting that. I prior think that's to how it. it came out of the out of the um, bottle, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's fairly dark. Oh, it's definitely a dark beer. That's it's an IPA, but it's it's a nice. Flavored it's, it's not, it's, it's not yeah, super it's hoppy. It's not bitter. It's not hoppy. I like it. Not a huge fan of IPAs, but, I but definitely that, that's a good drink. I'd like to have that beer. Okay. I, I would give this for an IPA. For an IPA, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. I'll give it a, uh, a six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Because I'm not an IPA hmm. guy. Hmm. Unless it's Voodoo Ranger. And so, now, John, you're going to show everybody how to make be green beer? Yes. Put green food coloring in it. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yes. St. Patty's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. And you may have to stir it up a little bit. Use my butter fingers. Some of you understand what that means. <laughs> um, yeah, you just kind of like that. butter face. Right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice green beer. That's why I'm wearing my flat cap, my Ireland polo shirt. Oh, and you will notice there, ladies and gentlemen, that we have green on yeah, and. I was preparing for a fishing trip. And Mr. I, Camille, I, who is Irish. I am not. I'm, I'm, I'm or Scottish. Uh, Belgian and Scottish. So, Whatever. Close yeah. enough. Right. I'm I'd gonna be get Belgian if I was Scottish. Ah, right. Oh. So, so um, what's the tradition that uh, St. Patty drove the snakes out of, out of Ireland? Ireland? Isn't isn't snakes a? It's it's not real snakes. It, it's it's didn't they weren't they actually talking about a, a group of people? No. We drove, there, there are literally no snakes in Ireland. No, I know that, but I always thought it was, yeah, he drove the snakes they, out, but the snakes are not snakes. They represent, you know, like the the Catholics or the um, Protestants or the, no? Okay. Never mind. I, I'm not Irish, obviously. Sorry. <laughs> obviously. All right. Let, let's do our... All right. Today, moving on. So, um, as, of, uh, as of March 16th, St. Patty's Day, we have uh, 18 fallen officers. Um, in the line of duty, and I'm, I'm, the spotlight that we have today is Detective Sergeant Griffith. 
of the um, crap. I didn't. I didn't have it. So he responded to a disturbance at a, uh, uh, a convenience store, and when he got there, the one of the individuals in the disturbance had a felony warrant and just a really bad ombre, and he started firing at the detective and uh, another officer, shooting both of them, and the uh, detective sergeant uh, passed away in the uh, in the gunfight. So here is to Detective Sergeant Griffith, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Sergeant. Salute. God bless. You and your family. I think it was Missouri. Was it? Okay. I think so. Yeah, I, I tried. I copied it. And I, actually, I don't Camille, know why it... if you look at the screen, the monitor, your your stripes actually look green. Hey. Even though they're not. <laughs> they're not. Hey, they totally are. <laughs> it's a reflection off my shirt. All right. You'll have a green tongue after you put your shirt on. Yeah. Right. So so tonight we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. And every time I see these news broadcasts and everything, you know, about cops doing this or doing that or whatever, I would say probably in my eyes anyway, 95 to maybe 98% of the time, you can see the person who's being contacted, either stopped in a car or whatever, um, just doing the wrong things. Just, right. you know, they're hiding their hands. They're lunging for something inside the car. They won't roll the windows down. They're refusing to talk to the cops. You know, I don't have to talk to you. It's my legal right. I don't have to talk to you. All I'm not of driving, these, I'm traveling. Yeah. <laughs> All of these things put the temperature of the stop from, you know, from here, just, okay, it's just another traffic stop, no big deal, to here. Right. And, and there's no reason for it. You yeah. know, if you just comply with the lawful orders that you're given, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying 100% of the time, there are some bad cops out there, guys. Just like there's bad doctors, lawyers, whatever, judges, you know. Um, YouTube viewers. Politicians. <laughs> no. Right. I mean, there's bad people out there in every profession. But but like I said, over 90, probably 80, 98% of the time, it seems to always be that they're not wanting to comply. Well, 100% of, I'll make it 99.9, because .9, yes, there are some bad situations but almost almost 99.9 percent .9 of all the incidents where cops respond to resistance it's because of non-compliance and that's where all these most of these shootings come from cops shooting people yes you know, it, it, yes it's because they fail to comply you've got to comply it's a simple order you know you don't want to give them your license or registration they say okay get out of the car and you say i don't have to get out of the car you, you are do. now resisting you're committing a crime. You are now resisting, and they, by law, at least in the state of Florida, they are allowed to use that force which is necessary to perform their lawful duty. Now, let me let me ask you, what do you what do you think the chances are? And and I'll use a personal, not chances, but what do you? Isn't it important also that the officer not overreact? Absolutely, and, and they should maybe explain themselves <laughs> as opposed to just continuing to yell like we we did it we did the um we talked about the memphis case where the uh, uh the guy was beat to death and that was that was obviously oh, they, they the officers were, totally over way right. Right. i mean they were in the red zone right. which you know we should always operate at least in the yellow zone and we did that that show and we talked about it and, and we said else. the cops were wrong but what started 
the right. whole thing. No, I, I get that. Failure to comply with the lawful order in the very now, beginning. There was some. There's still debate as to whether it was a valid contact. Whether there was probable cause to make contact. I. They haven't released why they made the stop and all that. Right. But I can almost guarantee you, if he would have complied with the initial order of the cop, most likely, in all my thoughts anyway. It would not have gone into that. He was on the ground, and they said, get on the ground. And he's like, I'm on the ground. He yeah. was actually calm. He's like, oh, at that point, I'm they the were ground. totally wrong. Yes, but, but totally something wrong. happened before that, which we right. don't really have to say. Because he, he ran from them and right. then ended up on the ground. Right. So the, the, the example that I was going to, and, and, and cops need to be, they need to have the level head, and they need to have the law on their side. So I remember when I was a brand new, wet behind the ears cop, and it was cold, and I was dealing with somebody, and he kept putting his hands in his pocket. I'd like get your hands out of your pockets, and it was cold. Hands in hands in pocket. It's a habit, right? You're freezing. So, so I don't know if it was your dad or somebody else says, "Why don't we do this, dude? Hey, let me pet you down." Make sure you don't have any weapons in your pockets. That's what I used to tell them every time. And and then you can put your hands in your pockets all day long. Once I feel safe right. that you don't have a weapon in your pockets, you can keep your hands in your pockets the entire time Absolutely. we talk. Absolutely. And, and when he says no, right. you say, okay, I'm telling you then, if you put your hands in your pockets again, you're going to jail. Right. right. But, well, because now you're also telling me you probably have something in there I'm not, you know, you don't want me to right. Right. But what That's I'm getting really. at is it's a it's a incumbent upon officers to realize that this is a natural thing. It is putting your hands in your pockets. It absolutely and it is. might not be an aggressive <clears throat> move. People right. put their hands in their pockets. So let's be smarter about it and then and then we can nip a lot of this stuff in the butt. But that's if you have time. And and, and here's another issue that I'm dealing that I I remember. We actually had a shooting in a uh, subdivision and we're responding you know light sirens you know and it was a silver toyota passenger car with a suspect vehicle that's all we had and i'm driving to the scene so i'm passing i'm, I'm on one of the escape routes right from this home invasion with a shooting and they're in a church now it's a saturday afternoon there is a t- silver toyota Door standing open, mm-hmm. and it's like two minutes away from the scene. Right. I get out, and I see there are two people standing there. Right. Guns drawn. Yep. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Yep. Okay. They did. They mm-hmm. complied. Yep. You know, they had nothing to do with it. They were there to clean the church. Yeah. But, but you have reasonable suspicion. suspicion. You know, but you don't know what the cop knows. Right. And the cop doesn't know what you know. Exactly. Or yeah. what your well, motives, what, or what you're, and, and what you're going to do. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at is, and, and a lot of times the officers, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm just playing devil advocate here, because I've, I've been there, I've been on both sides of it, and, and I just think that sometimes, and, and it's usually the ones that are on and they, they go viral, but the ones that try to make the cops look bad, I don't know if it's a lack of training or, or they just got too amped up. But sometimes you need to step back and go, okay, me screaming at this guy right in his face is not working. We need to take another tact. We need to, or a a senior officer or a sergeant needs to come in and say, okay, guys, not working. Everybody chill out. 
Right. Calm but down. I, I will tell you, it is amazing how much power those three stripes have. Right. You know, everyone knows when those three stripes show up on scene, they're like, oh, okay, here's someone who's going to be able to calm the situation down. Right. Usually. Yeah, usually. 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 Now, there's some people that... That can't be calmed down, and they need to. They, you need to take care of what you need to take. Unless care your last of. name's Koontz. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember the incident? The Texas State Trooper pulled over the lady because she changed lanes without signaling. Signaling, or, right? And never happens in Florida. Right? No. <laughs> so never. she's she's smoking a cigarette in her car while he's writing the ticket. Comes back. And she's she has an attitude. He has an attitude, and they uh, they get into this verbal conversation. Uh, you know, kind of like argument. yeah, right, argument. Right, yeah. And he tells her to put the cigarette out, and she said, "Well, I'm upset because you're about to write me a ticket." And it just escalates, escalates, escalates. And he should have said because he wasn't going to write a ticket. He actually he actually was about to write her a warning. Instead of letting it escalate. He should have said, you know what the good news is, I didn't write you a ticket. I wrote you a warning. So here's your warning, you know, when you change lanes. But he didn't it, it he he thought he he took it as a challenge to his authority. Right. And we then we talked about this during the auditors show right. that we did, you know, last time. And it's one of those things where, you know, if you give someone an order or you know, if you give them direction, you better have the authority to give that right okay you don't have the authority yeah to like camille someone, said no know the law know your authority no yeah you, you don't have the authority to tell someone not to smoke right in their car yeah yeah you can say could you do me a favor and put that out or would you mind stepping out because i don't want to be around the smoke and if you explain it to them let i, I agree a lot of times it, you know, it goes a long way it's like I, i've really got some bad lung issues mm -hmm. so I, i'd rather not be around the smoke could you just step outside and we're going to talk about this mm -hmm. and before okay. somebody says oh see there they even said that you can smoke when you're in contact with the cops it's different if you're sitting in your car and i'm sitting back here writing a ticket that's what john's talking about well and and, and you know and then we make contact and all that but if you're standing out there talking to me and you've got a cigarette in your hand I'm going to make you put it down, put it out, pinch it out, whatever, cut half mm. of it off, whatever, because all it takes is for me to look away one second and you take that cigarette and go bing, right in my face, and now it's you created a, a major distraction, yeah, an injury or something else. And that's why I used to tell everybody, right. hey, just go ahead and lay the cigarette down. You can mm. go ahead and pinch it off so you don't waste it because I know you just lit it. And then you can go back to smoking it when I go back here. But while I'm talking because to you, I don't want reasonable. it happening in my hand. That's reasonable. Right. And, you, and they usually put went, it out. They usually went, oh, okay, sorry, officer. And yeah. I had a couple of them say, no, nah, fuck you. It's my cigarette. I'm not putting it out. I'm like, yeah, well, you're going to put it out, you sure. know, right. because now we're going to have a problem. But here's another thing. And I hope no one takes offense to this. And if you do, so sorry. I'm taking offense to it. I am six foot three, 200 and... Well, now I'm 265 pounds, but I my problem is is they are hiring police officers that are five foot five, if five that. foot one, four foot eleven, you know, five foot two, even 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 five foot ten, mm -hmm. and they weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet. Mm -hmm. So me telling someone you need to put the cigarette out and you need to put it out now, if it come to that, most people would say, 
Dude, this is a huge freaking guy. <laughs> yeah. Sir, yes, I'm going to put the cigarette out because if he does decide to grab me, shit's going to mm-hmm. happen. But if you got some mousy little dude or, or, or female who's 4 foot 11, and I'm telling you it escalates usually if you look at it, not all the time, but I would say the majority, so more than half, the majority of the time when you look at these incidents where someone has went against their authority or the authority of the police, you look at the size of the cop, a lot of the times mm-hmm. it's either short man syndrome or they, they don't think that he has the authority or right. she has the authority because they just don't portray the authority. Right. Uh, and, 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 and again, forgive to... me if you're one of those folks that is, you know, five foot five, 110 pounds. I'm not saying you're a bad Thank police God officer. I'm not 110 pounds. <laughs> bad police officer at all. All I'm saying is, is you don't have as much as the domineering presence as someone that is a large person. That's that's all I'm saying. That's one of the reasons why they used to have height standards. Mm -hmm. You couldn't be a cop if you were under 5'10". Florida Highway Patrol, you couldn't be under 6 foot tall, either 5'10 or 6 foot tall back in the Mm -hmm. 50s, 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s. So with, with that being said, it's even more important that these officers know how to de-escalate. What's it called? Uh, well, I, I always remember it as verbal judo. Verbal yes. judo. <laughs> there you go. And, and that's the whole thing. I was, I was actually just about to bring that up. And if guys, if you don't know what the hell verbal judo is, you need to freaking look it up and watch some freaking YouTube videos and, and learn some verbal judo. It will get you out of the shit. But 90% of the time, if you have time, Explain to the people wh- mm-hmm. why you're asking them to do that. Right. Tell them, you doing this makes me feel unsafe. Yeah. That's why. That's why I'm asking you to do that. Yeah. Put yourself in my shoes. Right. If you were wearing this badge and standing there, and you had your hand stuck under the seat, mm-hmm. and you, what would you do? No, I'd be like, I, oh yeah, you're right, man. I'm I, sorry, my bad. I, I always told people, I'm like, hey, you know, if I suspected there might be a weapon in the car or on the person. I'm like, hey, do you have any weapons on you? No. I don't have to answer that. I don't have to answer that. Okay, well, here's the deal. I I have to have the most weapons on scene when I'm dealing with people, <laughs> and I carry one. So I have to make sure that you don't have the same amount. <laughs> or more. I, I, I just need to make sure of that. That's all I care about. Right. You know, and I would handle it different ways with different people. Sometimes yeah, I would be like, "Totally agree." Okay, do you have any weapons? I got one in the glove box. Okay, step out of the car. You want the registration? Don't worry about it. Step out of the car. Right. I'm breaking out the globe. Oh, <laughs> the globe. No, you're right because those are the guys we don't really have to worry about. The person right. who has one in their glove box who says, "Officer." I have one in my glove box, well, or, I, it, or I have I one ask. on me. Right, right. You know, exactly. Those are not people we're right. like, okay, where, where is it? It's on my hip. It's yeah. on my ankle. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to remove it. You're perfectly fine having it. I don't have a problem with that. But like I said, I want to have the most guns when I'm dealing with you. Right. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to walk back to my car, put it in my car. Please remember to tell me, remind me to <laughs> give you your gun back. Right. You know? And I will give it back to you unloaded. Yeah. And once I leave, feel free to load that weapon back up. You know, as long as you have a permit for it and right, all that stuff. Right, of course, stuff, yeah. Which we may cover that later on because we may be going into concealed carry, or I'm sorry, constitutional carry here in Florida. Absolutely. I um, hope so. But before we get too far into the show, because this is something I want to bring up, though. You know, we're talking about how to deal with, you know, how to interact with police. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm tired of hearing about the talk. Okay. okay. What is that? What is that? The John? talk. And you hear this mostly from liberals of, you know, persons of color. Okay. Okay. Who say, I have to have the talk with my children about what to do if they come in contact with law enforcement. Right. Okay. If you have to have the talk, you didn't do your job as a parent. Right. Right. Okay. Absolutely. If your child doesn't know how to behave in the presence of a law enforcement officer, that's your problem. You screwed up. Yep. Because there is no need to have a talk if you have a well-behaved child. Yep. If you have a child who understands how to respect law enforcement. Passing the globe. <laughs> you know, he's got the whole world <laughs> in his head. He's got the whole Okay, anyway. Right. So, anyway. So, <laughs> I agree with you. John. So, you don't need to have a talk if you raise your kids. Right. And I'm tired of it because cops are not like that. It's the knuckleheads who are out there that are like that. Let me ask you this, John, since you're talking about that. You ran radar a lot. You ran radar a lot with me doing traffic stops. Radar means speed enforcement. Mm -hmm. You clock a car. What's the furthest on a straight road, flat, straight road with no interference, no other traffic? What's about the farthest you could clock a car on a good radar unit? Not laser, radar. Just roughly. It doesn't matter. Just, just rough. I mean, depending on the situation, you know, perfectly flat road. I mean, That's what you know, I said. You know, I mean... Probably a football field or more. Yeah, half yeah, I mile. Saying, I was saying, I was saying, you know, it, a half 100, mile. 100 yards, 200 right. yards. No, you can do a half okay. mile at at easy half if, mile. If there is no other traffic. That's what I said. I, I know. That's what I said. So yes, <laughs> let's say quarter mile, absolutely quarter mile. Okay. Can you see inside of a car that is driving toward you, day or night? Day, day, because at night you can't see shit in a car. At, at, during the day, can you see inside a car from a quarter to a half mile away, even from a damn football field away, and tell what kind of race and sex that person is driving that car? Not at all. Hell no, you cannot. And I don't know how many times officers would call me to the scene and say, oh, they say I'm stopped them because they're of color, right. black or whatever. And I'm like, hmm, I used to sit on the bridge and run laser, and I'd get them... 1300 yards away from or 1300 feet away from me from above so you can't even see inside I the can't car. see inside the damn car all I can see is the roof of the damn car and the you're, tail lights you're the tail lights and it was so. always at night well almost always at night anyway officer would pull out take off after him by the time that officer already took off after him already in the description and everything else they of didn't the even car. see the guy speeding of the car not the driver thank you of the car they'd go stop him and I don't know how many times they'd say Hey, Sarge, can you call me? I call him. Yeah, he's saying the only reason we're out here and we stopped him or her is because they're black. I'm like, what? Mm. I'm like, I can't even see inside the goddamn car. What are you talking about? Yeah. But but see, this is the bullshit that our media blows up. It's called driving while black. Yeah. I only got stopped because I was black. Okay, I'm not saying that doesn't ever happen anywhere in the U.S. and it's never happened. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is 98 to 99% of the time, when they clock you on radar or they see you blow a stop sign, they have no freaking clue, especially They're in Florida. On the car. Dude, in Florida, half of the damn cars have pitch dark freaking tint on them. Mm -hmm. You right. can't see inside so much anyway. Right. It's just ridiculous. It's a terrible narrative that was started, and I'm going to say it. Well, it wasn't started, but it was fostered and fueled 
by you know who president and it it just flamed on from there let's go have a beer <laughs> give me a break um, give me a freaking break you guys you guys mentioned something earlier about um asking an individual and it's going to help you guys out step asking out it, it, it step out of the vehicle does law enforcement have the legal background, the court authority yes. to do yes. that. Yes. Yes. Proven. Right. Yes. Case laws yes. proven. It's, ca it's called Pennsylvania v. Mims. And and passengers too, they can control whether they're inside the vehicle or out of the but vehicle. But the passenger can leave. But the passenger can leave as long as you have no probable cause or at least reasonable suspicion and they don't to come detain back. them. But can I go? You're free to go. Do not come back. Right. If you come back, you will go to jail. Yeah. Okay, they can go, they can't come back. But so Pennsylvania v. Mims gives law enforcement, every, and, and you, you see a hundred videos, I don't have to get out of the car. And that would be one of those times where law and enforcement can say, the courts have ruled that, yes, I can ask you to step out of your vehicle and be totally justified for right. officer safety. I just, it's, it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. I can't see in the vehicle. I would like for you to step out of the vehicle so that both of us go home safe. I mean, absolutely. Of, I mean, you watch some of the old videos of movies of, you know, the, and I'm not trying to stereotype, stereotype Georgia Highway Patrol, but, you know, they'll get on the seat, you know, they'll get on the PA, driver, step out of the car, right? walk to the back of your vehicle. That's a legitimate way to handle a traffic stop. Sure is. You're on an interstate. Keep in yeah. mind, you know, and this is one of the things, FHP, okay. Florida you, Highway Patrol. Yeah, you go up to, you know, North Florida, in the Panhandle, mm -hmm. your nearest partner or your, your backup <laughs> unit is 20, 100, minutes away. 140 miles away. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, you're out there patrolling I-10 by yourself. BFE. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told I, I I had a video that I showed my students where it's a night stop in in Ohio, and the officer goes to the passenger side, right? And he sees the guy with a gun, and he's looking out the driver's side the entire time. Mm -hmm. And it, you you've got to do what it takes for you right. to be safe. So yeah, Pennsylvania v. Mims allows it's a Supreme Court <clears throat> case allows officers to ask individuals out of the vehicle Absolutely. for officer safety. Now, and if you are required you are required to provide your driver's license yep. if you are driving. What if you're traveling? <laughs> there is no such thing as traveling <laughs> if you're driving. The blue lights still work on this thing. <laughs> hey, um, I reference a sovereign citizen right. which so is I, a I've whole got other a, topic. I've got we'll another question. Another time. Got another question for you. And and I I have an answer that I've always given. Two, two, three o'clock in the morning, female driver driving down a, a, a desolate road. Cop pulls turns behind lights him, on. turns lights on, maybe expired tag, maybe somebody had stolen a tag, whatever. Right. You yeah. know, a legitimate stop. Turn the lights on, and the driver does not feel comfortable stopping right there. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Well, I mean, usually you would try to at least acknowledge to the law enforcement officer I'm aware you're behind me. Right. And then drive slowly. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe turn your hazards on. You know, so I'm, I'm, I see, I see the blue lights behind me. I'm letting you know it's there. I'm not evading. I'm not evading I'm not you. Fleeing. I'm driving slowly mm -hmm. until I can get to a safe location. And any cop who does not accept that as a valid, valid safety concern. 
should not be a cop. Yep. Okay? So, That's exactly what I tell them. I say, <clears throat> put your flashers on and drop your speed by five. And, and, and you know, roll down the window, wave, right. like, I know and you're there. A thumbs up, something. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. I, I acknowledge you're there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the officer, the officer should be saying, you know, get on the radio and say, we're now doing yep. 45 and a 50. They've acknowledged, they've acknowledged, they, they apparently don't on. feel comfortable <clears throat> on this roadway. Right. I'll let you know when we finally well, have yeah, When we finally yeah. stop. And then, you know what? If the cop starts blaring a siren, blaring a siren, blaring a siren, coming up on you, looking like, you know, he, he maybe is a little pitch at 35. <laughs> call freaking 911 and say, right. I am trying. I am attempting to be stopped by a police officer on whatever it is, you know, I four or wh- whatever it is, and I do know he's trying to stop me. I am trying to pull into a, secu- a lighted location mm-hmm. where there are people because I just don't feel safe yep. stopping on the side mm-hmm. of the highway. Because you know, there are a lot of police impersonators, not a lot, but there are police. There are impersonators nothing to worry about. about. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. But, but again, you're talking about a routine traffic stop, right? Right, which is fine. Part of the problem is sometimes, you know, we get a bolo. Mm-hmm. You be know, on the lookout. Right. Be on the lookout for this vehicle. And we only have a, a general description. Right. So going back to the silver Toyota I talked about earlier. Well, I'm behind a silver to- Toyota right in the area. Mm-hmm. That's all I have. You know, it's fleeing the scene or it's leaving the scene. Do I have a reason? Do I have reasonable suspicion to stop this silver Toyota? Sure do. Yes, I do. Right. <clears throat> okay. But you don't. You don't know why I'm stopping you. So I stop you and I approach your vehicle and you're like, "Why you pull me?" I'm like, "Let's explain." Um, yep. Show me your hands because I'm I'm looking for a you know a home invasion suspect. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> so you know. So if you turn your hazards on and acknowledge me. And continue driving i'm not going to be oh that's fine you know so so part of it is like i said earlier the cop doesn't know what you know right and you don't know what the cop knows yeah and so and, this, and, and, i'm sorry one of the things i was i was talking about earlier with law enforcement needing to know more and, and do what they can to ease the situation i i teach traffic stops in in my my school my class and i, I they come up and they are almost robotic when they're talking to these individuals. And I tell them, I say, talk to this person like a person. Conversational. Conversational. Hey, sir, I'm officer so-and-so. Can I have your license registration? What did I stop? What'd you stop me for? You know what? Hey, it, it, as opposed to being robotic about it. It's very, I feel that it's important that our officers you know, when the, when the fecal matter hits the asshole, you got you to take care of business. I get that. But, but we got to talk to people like they're people. I, I agree, but we also got to stop coddling. No, I'm not talking coddling. I, I know, but... But, 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 a, routine, but a routine encounter... I, I understand that, but, I mean, I'll go back to... During the Obama administration, we had five or six deaths in Orange County, Orlando, from tasers. Or as a result of a tasing. Right. Okay. So Obama sent in the um, Justice Department to do a study to find out, you know, mm-hmm. are they using tasers too much and what's going on in there? Are they using it wrong? They found out tasers were not being deployed enough. Right. Because they were coddling people. Officer would say, 
Turn around, put your hands behind your back. Turn around, put your hands. Sir, please, please, please. When they should just went hands on. I tell my students so. along those lines. I say, ask them, tell them, make them do it. Yeah. Ask them, tell them, make them. You know, and you know, and, and, and I still the say part, the first part is the conversation. Hey, you know what? You have a warrant. You're under arrest. Well, fuck you. I'm not. Well, then, then you know, I'm making you do it. Yeah. So ask him, tell him, make him is what I what I. Yeah, say. I mean that's that's fair. You know, but the point <clears throat> is, you don't have to ask him, ask him, ask him. Right. Exactly. Yep. Well, I still point. say that the Daytona officer that was killed last year, that the initial contact, he was too nice. He allowed the suspect to get too close because he was being too nice. Because he was scared to death. You can guarantee he was scared to death of a complaint because he told the guy, no, stand over there where I told you to stand over there. And the guy got too close, too close, too close. Okay. Bam, pinned him into the door. Now the fight's on. The gun comes out. Boom, 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 boom. Now the cop's dead. Yeah. I'm telling you, You've got we're to be being too freaking nice out here. Everybody says, oh, they're shooting everybody. No, they're not. They're being too Nice is you got to find being. that you got to find that happy medium, and there is a way to do it. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, that's what needs to be trained. Not this BS that they're training in the academy. It's how to deal with the human aspect yep. of the job. Yep. My uh, my my mom was a correctional officer, and her her favorite line is, "You're going to do it our way, or you're going to do it our way with pain." Right. I mean, it's very simple. Just do what the officer says. I, I would tell people. I mean, I've dealt with some. Bad big dudes. Right. And, you know, you could start seeing when they're thinking about, you know, we're going to fight or I'm not, not going to comply. I'm a, I'd be like, um, here's what's going to happen tonight. You're going to jail. Okay. And we may fight and I'm going to call all my friends. <laughs> I got they're a bigger gang show than up, you do. <laughs> and you're going to go to the hospital than jail or you're going to go to jail. Right. Yeah, but at the end of the night, you're going to jail. Yeah, so exactly. what do you want to do? Yeah. Or prison. Yeah. Or prison eventually so, if you hurt me. Yeah. I'm just you know it's your choice. Yeah. So anyway, all right, guys. All right, guys. Uh, let's talk about our sponsors real fast because they are very important to us. Our sponsors are Kristen and Tom Clem Realtors. Um, they are absolutely fantastic. If you're ready to buy or sell a home in the Central Florida area, please contact these folks. Their information is down below in the comments. And while you're down there, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. Um, and also, Clem and Company Property Investments. The number's right there on your screen. It's also in the comments below. If you're ready to sell that piece of property or that home, you're just tired of messing with it and you just want to get the hell rid of it, please call Tom. Tom is a veteran Marine. Um, Kristen is a uh, veteran uh, school teacher who is now doing this uh, full-time in the real estate market. Please call these folks. They'll take care of you. And last but not least, uh, Kenny's Grocery, located at 1792 and French Avenue in beautiful downtown metropolis of Orange City. Uh, <laughs> over 500 wines and beers, mostly beers, in this place. If you can't find it at Kenny's, it probably ain't worth drinking because they are awesome. We appreciate mm -hmm. them very much. I was just in there today. We had a couple comments on a couple of our last shows that said that folks had went in and, uh, and bought tried, some stuff from Kenny's. Yeah, beers, tried yeah. some of their beers because they saw it on the show. So listen, guys, we really appreciate every one of you very much that that have subscribed to the show, that watched the show. You guys are what's driving this show. Um, we did a show last week. One of our viewers commented they'd like to see us do a show on this or that. We did a show on it. 
and we gave them full credit in the show because you know we run out of ideas too guys and there's nothing on the news you know that that's huge right now we need help you know finding a good topic that covers we want to know what you the viewers they're always that act of war <laughs> right yeah no shit we want to know what you the viewers want to hear we want to do shows that interest you that you want to hear us talk about and you want to hear us discuss that's why we're here um, having fun at the bar, having a few beers, talking, you know, and getting into yeah. it. We love it. We, we love that you are joining us at the bar. Absolutely. For our, our, our just bar moment. Shit, bar shoot moment. Shoot the shit bar moment. <laughs> so, Listen, we very much appreciate each and every one of you every week for watching the show and all of your likes and subscribes. Thank you very much. And just remember, at Surviving the Badge, we still, we still got, got your six. six.